0: Hi, and welcome to Making Custom, the Podiumware podcast. I'm Aaron Thomas-Smith, the Director of Sales for Podiumware and the current employee with the most expensive microphone. This is our very first episode, How to Make Custom Easy, the story of how Podiumware came to be straight from the man himself, Reed Luter. As founder and CEO of Podiumware, Reed tells the story of how the company that started as a conversation among friends in a bar became a supplier for Olympic Nordic teams, a national partner of high school mountain biking, and even provided uniforms for some of the largest youth soccer associations in the state of Minnesota. Thank you for joining us and be sure to subscribe for a new show from us every month in 2021. Hey everyone! Today we are talking about making custom easy uh, for our very first episode of the Podiumware podcast. I am joined by Reed Luter, the CEO and founder of Podiumware. Um, it's really exciting to have you on the Podiumware podcast, your own podcast, Reed. So uh, wow. of course you had to be the first the first guest. Um, uh, and we just, you know, we want to hear about how uh, you took your idea way back in 2003, was it? Yep. And have now created, uh, you know, among other things, the premier Nordic uh, custom apparel provider in the United States.
1: Thank you, Aaron. Uh, I think the, you know, if you really look at the history of Podiumware, you got to go all the way back to when I was in high school uh, at St. Paul central back in the eighties, uh, there were the schools weren't, didn't really support the ski teams. We didn't have any uniforms. We would literally show up and just race in whatever our parents had bought us. So I actually designed my first ski team uniform, uh, junior year in high school. And we found a sewer who would make them cut and sew them for us. And we went down and, uh, got the whole varsity team, uh, got bought uniforms. And it was like, it was super fun. It was like we got it was it was we were picking out the colors and this little pad we had like a, a a jaguar pattern to go with the red and black, even though the school mascot was, Minuteman, you know. But it was like we had a lot of fun. So we had a ton of fun. Like that was a great. And I had when I was younger, I used to like sketch all my my heroes, um, you know, ski suits and that type of thing. And and I did, I would do it with soccer too. I actually played soccer as a younger uh, person before I. Realized I didn't have any skill there, uh, and and uh, as in the early '80s, loved the French team and had the had the French replica jersey uh, because I remember in the '80s U.S. soccer was really bad, um, and and so you know that's that it's always been kind of a part of what I associate with sports is kind of the ID and the branding and that type of stuff. So fast forward you know, I guess 15 years from my high school senior year and I was coaching, I'd been coaching for about 10 years and I was really frustrated with every other company that I was, had dealt with in custom, wasn't making it fun, wasn't making it uh, a process that you wanted to do. So, you know, I had designed my college uniforms and that was like, I remember all of a sudden the, the company put a zipper on the back and we're like, what, you know, and so there's always all these surprises, there was always delays, there was everything that was like, you know, the only part of the uniform designing was before you ever talked to the company when you sat down with your pen and sketched. So I, I thought, you know, this has to, this has to be done better. Mm-hmm. And I had no background in manufacturing. Uh, I, I, was a, I was running a nonprofit that I started to help fund skiing mm-hmm. and I was coaching and I just went to a, a bar with two friends and were eating chicken wings, and we decided, you know there's we got to be able to do this better. Yeah you know, it was a, a real challenge the first year and, and you know the first couple of years. And I think the, you know, when I was out there trying to, to do this, everything that I was thinking of was not, you know, how can we make the most money? how can we you know how is this going to turn into a career i didn't i didn't know if it would or not at that point but it was more that how can i make the the person who is ordering have a great experience what i wanted that's where my my knowledge my my skill set was i knew what was not working with custom right you know so so i I basically it was like I'm the coach and the most frustrating thing about this is trying to design and I can't talk to anyone mm-hmm. and I'm just sending it off to a void and hoping it comes back what I like. Uh, i I don't have a real delivery date. They give me an estimate all the way up until it shows up at my door
0: mm-hmm.
1: i I open the package and I don't know how it's going to fit or I don't know how the colors are going to be and there were surprises all the time. So kind of like we we have since refined our values uh, our three company values which are no surprises, same team and fun and friendly. But those values have been there even before they were defined uh as like the reason I started the company. You know, if you go back and look and and, and in uh, 2003 it was me and a couple friends who were trying to do this and we were running all around town, finding printers, finding sewers, working with local dance company to help us sew stretchy material and, you know, just trying to solve those problems. And of course that's where we started to realize how challenging manufacturing is and how challenging dye sublimation is and, 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 you know, what, yeah, color, the reason color is a problem is because it's really hard, (laughs) you know? So I, I think, the, the advantage that I had was I started the company in the ski community. I was a, a a very active participant in the ski community as a coach and as a fundraiser, and as a you know a retired racer. I had, uh, I raced in the ninety four Olympic trials and then retired after that, and and was never close to making any teams, but you know, participated in at that level. So, so I had a lot of areas to get feedback. I had people who were willing to, to give us uh, a try, even though we hadn't existed, you know, and I, my European history degree didn't uh, say that I'd be able to handle a manufacturing, um, <laughs> you know,
0: well, so, you, had, you, you know, it sounds like you really had this vision. You had, you knew what wasn't working with your, with these previous providers. Um, and you had, you had cycled through enough of them trying to find, this experience that you you saw you, you clearly saw this is how it could be this is how it should be and uh decided hey i you can you can do it i can do this and and you know with a couple of buddies made it happen i mean and and to to remind everyone you know where we are now with nordic skiing we are you know the premier provider of nordic skiing apparel in the united states you know and i think that that vision is is a large part of that that's how we got to that point um, and you're, you know, you're starting to talk about how that, that experience really crystallized into our, our three main core values, which, you know, as myself as an employee of Podiumware, these are the things that, you know, keep me engaged and, and really feeling a part of the, the Podiumware team. Um, uh, so, you know, if you could expound on those three, uh, which I, I think you were just about to do, that would be, uh, that would be great.
1: Really the, the first one and, uh, and the main you know, again, going back to that high school kid with a sketchbook is 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 to make it fun and friendly. You know, let's, this, it should be that when you say we're gonna design a new uniform, any sport you're in, soccer, track, cross country, skiing, you know, cycling, you should have 10 hands pop up, say, I wanna be part of that. It is, you know, the, you're creating, um, you know, as you, Aaron, have said, previously, it's like a superhero outfit. You know, it's a brand. It's something that you should be really proud of. And um, I think people just gravitate to wanting to do that. And so you need to, as a company, we need to, as a company, embrace that and encourage that and say, let's, this, let's make this design part fun. Let's, let's make sure that everyone who you interact with is friendly and is, is sharing that excitement And isn't just you know saying fill out this template click this box then we'll make you look exactly like the four other teams you know no um you know and and that's you know the other part of that is 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 some of our um some people that you see out there really try to make it into this intense thing uh you know like their uniform company is you know, going to save the world and, and, and it's not, you know, it, it's a, <laughs> that's the other part of fun and friendly is we're not, we're not doing brain surgery here. We're just trying to give your team and your people an identity that you're proud of. So we shouldn't take it, uh, you know, super seriously. If someone wants to put a funny, you know, jumping, uh, kangaroo or something on the front of their kit
0: or say like a, a mountain goat riding or a mountain swimming. goat, sweating a sunset in the background. Right. You know, you know, that's cool.
1: Right. And that's where it's like, let's do that. So that that's kind of the first one. And that kind of comes from more from my personality, I think. And, uh, uh, you know, two is I'm not like a super intense person. I, uh, I like to enjoy what I do and enjoy being with other people too. So that was, you know, number one. And, and I think, you know i i i don't know like what do you think in terms of for for when you're talking to the sales team how do you have the sales team work on like fun and friendly
0: yeah i i think fun and friendly is one of those things that either your company kind of has it or you don't you know and i think it kind of breaks down and, and all all these things I, I think in my day-to-day interactions with my coworkers and with my potential clients and with my recurring clients um and and when i say recurring clients really what i should say is friends um uh is that it, it's all the little interactions right it's it's the little things where it's like we're we're excited to be working with you guys we're excited to be seeing you coming back to us um we're never you know if if, if there's you know bad news to share which occasionally that happens is shared with like a, a sense of like you know responsibility and also kind of uh same team aspect, right? Of like, I don't want to have to tell you this, but this is where we're at. And let's figure out a way to, to deal with it. And, you know, keeping that perspective of just like you said, you know, we're making kits, we're making, you know, jerseys, right. and we're making uniforms. And, and these are important things, but they're not the, you know, the end all be all. And so I think that's really it. It's just those day to day interactions. And it's how everyone at the office treats, you know, their coworkers, and that just kind of filters through to the experience with the client. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, they're, it's fun to work with these people. I mean, I, I've made a number of friendships uh, through Nika and through you know, skiing clients and soccer clients that people I never would have interacted with otherwise. Um, but through our shared connection of you know wanting to provide a really good experience for their teammates or for the kids on their Nica team, uh you know we're we're working together and we're, we're developing that that bond so that's that's kind of how it is i don't think we ever say like you know hey uh you know john we really need you to be more fun and friendly this next uh next quarter i'm um, really not seeing it from you so if you could come in with like a wacky goggles or you can work you know, on that yeah if you but could if you could work funny. on it maybe, maybe some get it seven yeah, uh, yeah. Better,
1: i need you to learn to juggle
0: maybe some flair like just some extra yeah. flair pieces um but it's just it's something that the company has and and i think it's not something that you can really force on on other people so
1: yeah i mean we try to definitely have it go through the whole company you know in terms of like
0: uh you
1: know even down into production and 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 shipping and all that stuff and and and, you know we want to make it a good place to work and we want to make it a good place for customers to interact we don't want it to be a a dower you know oh god this has got to happen blah 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 you know so So yeah, that was a a really key part. Um, and then also kind of that, you know, that segues into our no surprises, um, is another value, one of our values. And again, that goes back to, it's really all this comes back from being a coach and trying to organize these things. And it is such a challenge when you're surprised by, you know, it's already, you're already kind of, um, wrangling cats in a way, right? Because you're, you're trying to get uh, get a design from someone and you're trying to get your athletes excited and you're trying to get your athletes' parents to pay for the stuff. And you're trying to get it by this delivery date. And there's all this stuff that's already, you're keeping these balls in the air. And so you need to, the company you're working with to be communicating with you. Uh, all the time about everything. And like you said, Aaron, yeah, uh, stuff still happens. You know, we are people, the, all this stuff is is made by hand, you know, it's stitched by someone at a sewing machine downstairs in our factory. Um, but no surprises means we are trying to educate you as a customer right up front. Okay. Uh, we, here's your delivery date. Yes, you're going to make it if we finish this on time. If we, being together, the two of us, get your art approved and and can get it, you know, into production, you're going to get it at this date. You know, we do it with color, where we're like, let's let's send you a color swatch. Let's make sure that color is just what you want. It's not a pink; it's a red. You know, stuff like that. I think it, it, it's all about communication. And some you know some people come to us really really prepared, and they are bam 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 and that you know we can just communicate say okay that's great you fit in with our process no problem And there's other people who really need a lot of help and hand-holding and and we're happy to do that too and say you know look this is uh your design is awesome you okay you have 10 kids that need it by this date okay let's make sure everything is in order you know i think that's we we work it you know again it comes back to at one point opening a box of Nordic ski suits that I had ordered from before I started podium wear. And they were just like, there were so many things wrong with them that I was like, I wasn't happy at all. I was dreading handing them out. It was a huge surprise. And then that surprise was followed up by a price surprise where they had used more colors or whatever and builded me more, you know? So like really when I was starting the company, I was like upfront pricing, I need you to go to my website if I'm starting a company, you're gonna to go to the website, you're gonna find the price right there. Nothing hidden, nothing, oh no, wink, wink. No, that starts at here or can get to here. This is the price, you know? I wanted people to be able to go to our website and get most of their information uh, about their order right there, clearly and, and obviously. So, you know, and again, we work with like, no surprises by reinforcing that. Um, when they call and we talk to them, but that's that's it. Let's make it easy. You know, it all kind of goes all goes back to making custom easy and fun, and and no surprises is is vital to that. Um, and that's also you know we use it internally. Like I know Aaron, like when you have a big client that uh, or or one of your sales reps has is talking to a big client. We're talking to you know um, we're talking to production. What what's your capacity? We're talking to our our. Um, the woman who does our sourcing, you know, how are we doing on fabrics? Do we have to order this? You know, all that stuff is no surprises internally too, because if we're surprised internally, we're probably going to surprise our customer
0: yeah, yep. with a,
1: an adverse outcome. And, and like you say, you know, uh, yes, uh, things occasionally happen. Mm-hmm. And then that's also like a, you know, uh, some movie I saw was like, you know, good news, fast, bad news, faster. Mm-hmm. It's like. If something is awry, uh, like in COVID, there have been some weird things. You just get on the phone and and you be honest with your client and you say this is what's going on, and um, this is the this is the real world of of craft manufacturing, which is basically what we're doing. We are crafting these things here, so.
0: Well, and I think that's the, the thing that people don't realize is that it's real people making these products, right? There's no robot that can sew up a bib short. Uh, yeah. Not yet. Not yet, if they're working on it, right? But, but it's still, at the end of the day, I mean, I've before I came to podium where I never saw uh, an individual sew a, a chamois pad into a bib short, and it is some four-dimensional chess. Let me yeah. tell you, it is it is amazing. And not only just to get it sewn in there, but also like to not catch your thumb into it while you're holding, you know, it's-, it's Don't be it,
1: worry it, about that. You and I have to worry about that. But.
0: It's I don't, I would not be capable of doing that. But, uh, you know, I think the no surprises thing when you're talking about communication, that was the thing that drew me to podium where originally as a customer back in 2011, I think, uh, all those years ago. Um, was I was looking to do a bike kit for my own little, you know, brand or whatever it is. And... Uh, uh, went to...
1: Blog, most famous blog.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, a blog. And uh, uh, just being able to physically go to the location where the product was being made and printed and designed and sewn. And it, it just it made all that difference because I could, I could, you know, and I same thing you did, right. I'd worked with other providers. I had placed the order. I was super excited about how it was going to turn out. Got the box and dang it. It's not what I thought it was. You know, that font's supposed to be academic and instead it's, you know, just, a, it's just aerial with like a super thin, well,
1: if it's not comic songs. You're fine. Right.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, you know that that that's what drove me to podium. Where was the no surprises? And sure enough, with my with my first order, you know, I got it back, and and it it was what I had designed. It was what I had envisioned, and that was uh, entirely due to the communication, the back and forth, um, and I think that's something that we we strive to give all of our customers. So, um, yeah, it's nice to nice to see that continue.
1: I think that we also not to belabor the labor the point, but. We also really are always thinking about that, and how can we improve our product? Mm-hmm. You know how can we improve the, the the process? You know, I think like we were one of the first companies to do a three d um, viewer, a three d art viewer because too many times companies would send me as a client a, a, a flat piece, and I couldn't tell what that was going to look like sewn up on a, on a body. So we did that you know way back in uh, you know two thousand and eight, I think. Mm -hmm. And like right now with soccer, we're really working on how do we make it super easy for the parents to come in, Mm -hmm. find their kid, pick their kit, get it ordered and get it shipped there. You know, those are everything that we're always thinking about as a company is how do we make this a better no surprises company? Mm -hmm. How do we make it even easier for that parent or coach uh, or athlete to order and get their stuff on time with what they look, what they want to look like?
0: So I think that you know is a really fantastic segue into the final one, which is my personal favorite, um, uh, same team, uh, and same team is something that I feel like is again just like fun and friendly, something that has been a part of the company since I was a customer and not uh, working at Podiumware, um, and it's something that I think really shines when, uh, as we've discussed, occasionally things go wrong with custom, right? We, we do our best to make it easy. We do our best to uh, keep it fun and friendly and, and provide you with no surprises. But when that surprise comes down, that's when same team really shines. Um, and, and can you tell us a little bit about that? And, and you know, because I feel like that's the, the one that maybe wasn't as informed with your previous experience and it's something that's evolved as the company has grown and, um, yeah, like I said, it's my favorite, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it, it really, you know, comes down to, you know, both you and I were, um, were consumers before we were in the industry. So we both had that, that outside experience of, of having unexpected things happen and, and not feeling like the company was on our side. You know, like that was the thing, is like I was feeling with, when before I started the company was, I was on my own. You know, so, so the, the deal is we at Podiumware now have made thousands and thousands of, of suits and, and, and soccer kit and cycling kit, and we have learned a ton. So we need to communicate that with the client. We need to talk about what, what's going to make a great experience for you, you know, and that's what, again, you know, going all the way back to like, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know how hard custom was. I didn't know how hard, um, how challenging it is to, 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 to make a a new look for every single person that picks up the phone and calls us. But now that we've got 18 years under our belt, we really do, and we know how, and that's where we're really, the, the same team thing we're using is like, how do we make this, so you have a great experience, you know, how do we, and that is really that we're not gonna do anything that is going to you know, lead to a bad experience. We're like, we, have I mean, I'm kind of babbling here, but we know a lot about what can go wrong. And we're going to try to coach you through to do all the right stuff so that it goes really, really smooth for you. And I think the other thing is, and again, if you, you know, look at the two of us, it's easy for us to put on a the customer hat because that's where we were and still are. I mean, you know, we're still wearing podium wear stuff all the time. And, and we are still, whenever we develop, podium were closed, you know, we're out there testing it probably usually for a year before we even get it out to the client. So, so that's all, you know, we're saying let's, let's think about being the client and what they need and what they uh, want. You know, I think that's, that also sometimes means, you know, talking to people about like, yeah, that, you know, that brainstorm that you just had, that's not going to work really well with this hit because here's all the things we learned that will look like a piece of anatomy you don't want it to look like, you know, (laughs) or you know, Um, and very important important. uh, uh, And also, you know, like, or, or if you keep, uh, working like, you know, a a key same team thing for me is, is it comes down to design Mm -hmm. designing your kit, uh, is usually something you're going to have for two to five years. Right. And, so there's a balance always between how much do I, how much time do I spend on design and what's my deadline? And that's where like our same team really comes into play is when, when we as salespeople and as artists, uh, the graphic design team are talking to the customer and they're like, hey, this date is super important because it's a one-off charity ride. And so I need to have, it. if I don't have it this day, it doesn't work. That way we can work backwards and say, okay, if you're still tinkering with the design and we're coming on that deadline, that's where we need to go. Same team, you need to be done with your design if you want that deadline, because we aren't magic. We can't take something out of thin air that we need this certain amount of time. We know how long it takes to do the art to, to do the printing and cutting and, and to sew it. Um, you know, Same time, we also go back to customers and say, hey, let's not rush this design. Let's say you have a whole season ahead of you and you're really going back and forth on this design with some people in your committee or whatever. Let's make sure we get it right for you, so that the next two to four years, every time you see that kit, you're proud of it. You know, you're not like that font should have been different, or I wish I had changed that. You know, so that's kind of the, the that's a good example about like how does same team work differently for different customers? You know, it, it's always about making sure that we understand your needs. And that we put those first with our experience that we've had doing 18 years of custom, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, it, and I think it really—that's that's a big part of it, you know. And same team, I feel like is is most exemplified in our partnership with Nike, uh, which is the National Interscholastic uh, Cycling Association. We've been a, a sponsor of that organization for five years now, four or five years,
1: or yeah, six year, yeah. yeah.
0: Yep and and you know their their whole mission is more kids on bikes um and and we're really we're on that team like that's what we're here to do and every Nike team that we work with you know there are times when uh, maybe a team can't hit minimums because it's, you know, uh, a, a parent and two kids, right? And we we look the other way. We say, hey, we're going to work with you. We're going to be on your team. We're going to we're going to make this happen because we know one, it's going to grow. I mean, Nike teams grow like <laughs> like weeds, um, very good, very very nice weeds. Um, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, it's more important for us to make sure that we're on the same team as Nike, on the same team as this coach. Um, uh than it is for us to to you know hit an arbitrary number that you know, we do need to exist as a company, but we're 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 willing to to take that hit. And that's that's really you know where and I think that there are a number of stories I could I could tell about, you know read and, and specifically the handling of the coronavirus pandemic, you know we 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 were able to, whether that in such a such a good way as a team together, and decisions were made not just for necessarily the health of the company, but also from a standpoint of of keeping that camaraderie and understanding that everyone in the office is a part of that team. And I think that was uh, um, that that really exemplified that value for me this year. So, um, yeah, those
1: values run through yeah everything we do. You know, everything we do. Every as a owner, every interaction that 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 I have. You know, and I think that. You know, especially if you're looking about the same team is, yeah, it's like you say, if we have, you know, if we have a small team come to us, we can, and that's something we're like, hey, this can be really hard in a small team and it can get, you know, let, do you have any other options? Are you, you know, are you, uh, is there a combo team? You know, there's, there's it's, it's just really same team is drawing on our experience to help our customers. Um, and remembering that we wouldn't exist without our customers, you know? And, and that's, you know, because everything uh, people get, uh, you know, everyone gets down and frustrated eventually. And that's, that's an important thing internally to remember too.
0: Yep. Yep. So just to, to recap, how to make custom easy. Step one,
1: Step buy one. a bunch of
0: product, <laughs> really understand what you don't like about the current market. Step two, buy a bunch of manufacturing equipment, throw it in your garage i, I believe that was where uh, you put it in first uh, uh, and and use that experience to to help when you're making that product to really to really come up with what's important to you step three take those values set them up do everything to those values and uh, what is it uh, uh 17 years later you'll you'll be a, a premier provider of whatever it is you're trying to do is that is that kind of how how it works out is that the is that might
1: the- be how it worked i don't know if that's you know, I think it, if we were doing an entrepreneurs podcast, it'd be a there's a, there'd be a, diff, a lot of different advice and, and ideas. Uh, but it might but be yeah. a little
0: asterisks about like uh, uh, results may vary type of a thing.
1: No, <laughs> It's entrepreneurs are are usually a hundred percent optimists as, as well. So so yeah, we don't we just uh, tend to dive in when when sometimes maybe we shouldn't. You know, and 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 in this case it's worked out because we have a great sewing community here in the twin cities, because we had people who cared when we started making patterns and picking fabric and we have world-class products that are backed up by our values that, uh, our customers become our best salespeople. You know, and I think that's, that's key to it. Um, without, without customers who believed in the product and believed in our values as well. Um, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be growing, you know, every year. Um, so yeah, we're, I think it's easy to, the, the the values are shared by, um, by our customers. And so that makes us an easy choice.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, thank you, Reed. I really appreciate you taking the time and walking us through how to make custom easy today. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're just getting started with this. I'm really, you know, there were so many different topics that came up, uh, today that I'm excited to explore in further episodes down the line. Um, is there anything that you wanna wanna tell our listeners before we sign off for the day?
1: No, I think uh, you know there's uh, there's so much more to say, so we'll just end it.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, Reed. All right. Thanks, dude. Well, that was our first episode. Thank you again uh, for listening. Uh, Be sure to give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, That way you'll be able to see what we're up to uh, as we move forward into the new year. Uh, We have a lot of things in store this year. A couple of very big announcements are coming up. Uh, We can't wait to share them uh, with you all.